Will the God of Thunder get out of the latest pickle he finds himself in before Ragnarok comes to Asgard? Answering that would be a spoiler, but we've got plenty of those on this episode of Cheerful Ghosts Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hello, friends. In this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we're going to talk about the amazing new Marvel film, Thor Ragnarok. Imprisoned on the other side of the universe, the mighty Thor finds himself in a deadly gladiatorial contest that pits him against the Hulk His former ally and fellow Avenger, Thor's quest for survival leads him in a race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his homeworld and the Asgard civilization. Dum-dum-dum. Directed by Taika Waititi and starring Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Kate Blanchett as Hela, and Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster. So... As of this moment, Thor has grossed about $530 million, (laughs) so someone's having a good Christmas, on a $180 million budget, so they were paid well. So it's not doing too badly, and it's sitting pretty solidly at a 93% Rotten Tomatoes score, so I don't think we picked a bad one to review. So we're going to start with everyone's thoughts about Thor Ragnarok, and we're going to start things off with Tim. Tim. What'd you think of Thor Ragnarok? Uh, It was so much fun. Uh, You know, I gotta give props to Marvel, and I guess Disney too, that they have this formula down. Like, I don't think there's really been a Marvel movie that wasn't fun. I mean, there's certainly been some that were not as good as the others, looking at you, Thor 2. But just in general, like, they're always so much fun, and they're not afraid to just have fun in these movies and that's really nice especially when you compare it to like the dc movies like the batman v superman which was just joyless (laughs) (laughs) like it's just dark and brooding and angry and no fun whatsoever so i'm really i don't know it's so much fun to go see a marvel movie and just kind of you know enjoy like two hours did you um did you take your kids? I did not. Yeah, they okay. The only Marvel movie they've seen is Captain America, because that was probably the most kid-friendly, and I guess it kind of is the first movie to watch. Spider-Man's <laughs> chronologically. pretty kid-friendly, I think. Spider-Man wasn't too scary. Probably yeah. less scary than uh, Captain America. But they're, they're getting what? to the what? age where they're pretty much okay to watch all of them. Okay. So probably pretty soon I'm just going to start taking them through the series. Right. Just start with the Punisher, the new Punisher show. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Great yeah. place to start. Yeah. Hey, kids, you want to never sleep again? What do you think, Travis? Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was great. And my, you know, the plot was good and the action was great. But my favorite part of it was the dialogue. And I found out after like reading some trivia online the dialogue was 80% improv. And that's just amazing to me that 
that so much of that was improv. And you can kind of tell, like, the way they play off each other is so natural. And that's because it was pretty much natural. It was just them goofing off. But Well, I'm pretty sure, like, Jeff Goldblum, like, sometimes he doesn't even talk. It's just he's res- his, his, his eyes are dancing oh, around or he's, like, biting his lip and just swaying. And I, and one scene I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen, but there's no way that was scripted. <laughs> just, how do you write that down? Yeah. Like, sway back and forth, bite your lip, and do a little <laughs> or what I was like. It's crazy. God, Jeff Goldblum just really stole every scene he was in. He was perfect for the Grandmaster. Yeah, he did. It was perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. I mean, some people have complained about there being too much comedy in it, and there was a lot more comedy than I was expecting, but I kind of felt like it all landed the way it should have. It, it worked really well, and um, oh crap, what's the guy's name? Uh, who the rock, what do do? the rock dude, Korg, Korg, oh. Korg, Korg, yeah. yeah. And that was the director playing him, and that, yeah. that was great. His, his, I hope he comes back for the next movies. I'm sure he will. Yeah. That character was really funny, but yeah, overall, amazing. Everybody should go see it. Script, yeah, it was uh, it was good. I liked it a lot. It was really, um, uh, it was a lot of a lot of fun. Lots of lots of colors. Um, they, I think they handled the material well. I mean, for anybody that's read the comics, they've they Marvel with the the MCU. They've taken liberties to to um, tie multiple, if not several, stories into the movies. Kind of, I guess. If they didn't do that, then it, it, they would never get around to telling a lot of these cool stories that are in the comics. Um, but uh, they, the way that they intertwined um, Planet Hulk and the story with Thor and Hela and and uh, Ragnarok, it was it was really cool. I, I like the way they did that um, and the little Easter eggs that they have hidden out. Um, I really liked Carl Urban as Scourge. Um, he's he's always uh, a favorite. Um, Jeff Goldblum, yeah. I mean, Jeff Goldblum was basically Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as the collector. I mean, it was or not the collector, the, uh, the Grandmaster. But um, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I could maybe see the argument that there was a little too much comedy. Um, if you were I, expecting I a serious superhero movie, you really didn't get that. And I think that if you watch the first two Thor movies and you were expecting kind of like the more like uh, I think that what they were going for in the first two was some kind of like Shakespearean thing. Like this is the more like acty superhero what, movie. You didn't get that here. This is so not it's 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 totally tonally way different than those two movies. Like, right. Which Thor in the comics tends to be more of Shakespearean. I mean, exactly. Very, exactly. And, and this movie, um, it's definitely a, a brighter, more, um, I almost want to say like a more bubblegum Thor. It feels like was, a comic book movie though. I mean, with the colors and everything, it's like that they took those bright colors from the pages and just slapped them in the movie. They were that well, bright, right? They, they, well, they did a, I think they did a really good job of, paying tribute to uh, Kirby's art. I mean, yeah. that's that's where they were pulling a lot of the inspiration, and, and yeah. that's really cool. So, I mean, I guess in a way, um, blending the stories from the comics and then also the different uh, 
uh, ages of the comics. I mean, when you, you you look back and you read some of the old comics and how they were written and the the cadence of the the dialogue. I mean, it's 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 pretty cheesy. Um, and so, I don't know. I guess I guess overall, this movie really served the franchise really well, and, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's really fun to watch. Like if you at all liked uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, this is that and then some. Um, yeah, I think they did a really cool job. I liked it a lot. I would I would definitely watch it again. Like maybe even in the theater again. I definitely could see this again in the theater. I mean, I got no time for that with the kid, but yeah, man, that it was so fun. Um, but so I, um, the reason why I was able to see this again, got a kid, uh, cause I was, uh, traveling recently for work. And so one evening I, and then I tweeted this before I was, uh, well, actually in my seat, I tweeted sitting down to watch Thor and IMAX. If Hemsworth isn't shirtless in 10 minutes, I will demand a refund. Okay. <laughs> so, and this this was fun because actually a lot of people seem to like that tweet a lot. So that was really good. So that's partly why I read it. But then the other, uh, Travis immediately <laughs> follows up with, well, was he? And I'm like, well, okay, so here we go, everyone. So Hemsworth is not shirtless in the first 10 minutes, but as one, and I basically put the same thing on Facebook, but as one of the people there noted, um, he does take his shirt off and he doesn't disappoint. And so I just want to say again, because everyone else has said the movie's fun and it's great. And I agree with all that. But when Hemsworth takes his shirt off. It, um, OK, so it he makes like, you feel things you never felt before. Well, I mean, besides that, I mean, that's obvious, right? Because we're all human beings. He's but he's beast. he is a god. <laughs> I mean, he really is. They got an actual god to play god in the movies, and um, it's kind of just. I was watching him walk around and everything, and I'm just like, wow, I have some work to do. Um, I don't know. It, that's all. I don't know. I don't know why I thought that was just. It was just an interesting. And then when the Hulk walked around, it was even that times ten. So uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you get, think... get to see a little uh, Hulk booty in there. It's really true. I think I got to put a picture of Hulk above my bed now. Um, and that's in my brain now. <laughs> <laughs> but like you all were saying, I think this is might as well be, I think before anything, maybe it's a comedy. Actually, and it's, I think it's more of a comedy than Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think Guardians of the Galaxy sort of set this pace where it's like, okay, well, now Marvel movies were always fun, but now they're going to be fun and like wisecracking you know and that kind of thing and this movie's way more of that and taika waititi like he did uh what we do in the shadows which if you haven't seen it it's a, yeah. a movie about a mockumentary about vampires and, and it's, it's all these different brilliant. kinds of vampires it's so funny yeah and so he just kind of did that inside of a marvel movie and i think one of the things that kind of now I, this is kind of I don't mean to criticize Kate Blanchett's performance because I think she's really good in this movie, but I think she might be, and that whole bad villain doing the bad thing plot might be the most uninteresting part of this whole movie, actually, because you can see the whole Marvel formula, right? It's bad guy needs wants to do bad thing, good guy, get the team, go save world from bad guy, Okay. And that's pretty much the plot of this movie, like to a T, right? Except this movie goes to Weirdo Town when Thor gets diverted from fighting this um, 
uh, fighting Hela and he gets thrown to like planet weirdo where Jeff Goldblum is on. And that's where the movie is the best. Like it's the best part of the movie. Um, so I loved it a lot. Like I loved it a lot, but I just found that like it was its best when it wasn't a Marvel movie or it was diverting or Marvel allowed it to be something different or something weird. And maybe they would look at it like that. Maybe they'd be like, well, it was always going to be that weird thing. But I'm just kind of wondering if, hmm, if there's a different kind of formula that maybe Marvel could do. And again, this movie made a zillion dollars, so clear it's doing more right than wrong. But I'm just kind of wondering if 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 Marvel's going to be able to, I don't know, just maybe there's a different kind of way to make a movie, I guess. But a superhero movie anyway, maybe there isn't. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like a Western, right? You're going to have a shootout, the old corral at the end. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, but I don't want to detract because it's amazing. And I think that this is a really unique story and the visuals are great. And there's this one scene, well, a couple scenes where um, it's like an old fresco painting in slow motion. Um, and so the movie can have these just like small points of brilliance that I just think are really great. So there's clearly a ton of creativity on the table in this movie. Um, and I am a person who's admittedly not cared really much about Marvel movies. They've been fine but I've never really been interested in watching them or, and I think after the absolute incredible performance of like the last Spider-Man movie and this, I think I'm kind of a Marvel fan, (laughs) at least movies at least. And I never, again, I never cared. Like I'd see a Marvel movie, like when it was on Netflix or never, or, you know, when it was like in red bar or what, I just didn't care to see them, you know, Uh, I've missed quite a few. But I don't know. They're really good. Um, I think the quality is just really great. They've done a really good job. I mean, uh, Kevin Feige needs a a bunch of bonuses. I'm sure he's getting them. I'm sure he's totally rich. But um, they're just doing a great job. So, yeah. It was... It was uh, I smiled a lot. And if it was any consolation, everyone in the movie theater was laughing their asses off. So, um, in fact, when I go to see a comedy, I don't typically hear people laugh as much. Uh, and this wasn't supposedly a comedy, <laughs> although I would argue it was more of a comedy than anything else, which was great. So, um, when, so in every Marvel film, they have to tie it into other Marvel movies. They have to tie it into the cinematic universe. What did you guys think of the way that it tied it into the Marvel cinematic universe? Did it feel, did it feel pretty good or did it feel like that Dr. Strange segment was kind of just out there and. Or how did that feel for you all? I'm just curious. I have my own thoughts on that, but what do you think, Travis? I thought it was... I mean, we'd seen um, at the end of Doctor Strange, after the credits rolled, we saw part of that scene already. So we kind of knew something was... Gonna, there was going to be some interplay there, but I thought it worked well. Um, it seemed like that would be something Doctor Strange would care about, and all of a sudden, hey, these guys are back. I need to intervene and see what the hell's going on. I thought it, I thought it worked well enough. It wasn't... I mean, it didn't need to be there, but it didn't detract from it in any way that it was there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Tim, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of with Travis in the sense that it didn't that uh, it, it was basically just a, a cameo. But they they had Doctor Strange as a cameo. You know, it, it didn't really move the plot forward too much, at least not in any way that couldn't have been done. <clears throat> you know, with with without him i think they were on their way to the next plot point which was get to odin right 
Yeah, it, it was a really interesting way to get to Odin, I think. Yeah. It, it was a, kind of a just a quick way to do it. Like they yeah. didn't have to spend half the movie looking for him. It was just, by the way, you know, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, I know where he is here. Let me send you there. Um, but it, it was still fun. And it was interesting to see, you know, Doctor Strange interact with other Marvel characters because he didn't really cross over with anybody in his movie. No, nope. you know, now he'll he really be back didn't. for later movies, but um his movie was kind of more of a standalone thing um so that's cool that it kind of tied it in and it does make sense from an in-universe perspective that he would take notice that thor and loki were running around his city you know so it's it's kind of a nice nod you know to the rest of the marvel universe that they are connected and that it these characters are you know living in the same universe so to speak script i um i loved it i mean i thought it was really cool i think that marvel tends to do this i mean they're telling a bigger story they're they're all moving towards a bigger story all these uh, movies and so when when you see cameos of other characters in other movies um i think they they often try to use that as a, a moment to to push that character forward just a little so that they're fresh in your mind. But you see, like in this movie, um, Doctor Strange, um, if if you'd watched Doctor Strange's movie and then you saw this, you realize that Strange is significantly more powerful than he was in his movie. The way that he's conjuring magic and manipulating uh, matter is... Yep. He, he, has, he does it with so much more ease and confidence. Um, and I love the interaction with him and Loki and Loki, you know, calling him a two bit sorcerer and, and, and he's just like, okay, you're gone. And he, um, I mean, in the Marvel universe, Dr. Strange is, is really powerful. Um, and it's just cool to see him build to that because they're eventually going to infinity war where they're gonna, they're, where they're gonna need it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I liked, uh, I liked that. I I agree. I definitely think that it was saying, look, Doctor Strange is just as powerful or more so than these guys. And and, and actually, Doctor Strange, now that I think about it, might be the strongest Avenger. I can't or. Hmm. I think we established that the, uh, that was the Hulk based on their right. passcodes. <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, just the most powerful, maybe. But yeah, I mean, the Hulk can punch hardest, but Doctor Strange would never have the Hulk punch him. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like he just divert him everywhere else. You know what I mean? Just get him lost. But no, Strange is crazy powerful. And I think you're right. I think that was a really good setup for the. And and it was funny, just kind of like in another movie like Ant-Man, where I think the tie in was not good, which was like where they had uh, um, where they had what what it was a Falcon in there. And they're just fighting. Mm. It wasn't advancing. Any, it wasn't Falcon more powerful. It was just, oh, look. Ant-Man has to go to the Avengers place and that's kind of cool, but then they just fought and it was for nothing. But it, I agree script. I think that it was them setting up Dr. Strange to be maybe one of the most powerful Avengers. Um, and they did it really well and it was so effortless and you maybe didn't even notice, which, which was yeah. makes it really great storytelling, you know, just setting the pace for it. Well, they did. I mean, they, and they did a lot of other things too. Uh, I mean, the focus we're focusing on, uh, on strange, but, um, they they did a lot in this movie to establish um because there's only one more movie black panther which comes out in february january february right 
Um, and then after that, it's uh, Infinity War. Um, and so they 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 definitely did a lot in this movie to. Kate Blanchett addressed the 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 quote unquote fake Infinity Gauntlet in Odin's vault, call, <laughs> you know, calling it fake. Half the stuff in here is fake. Um, which, that was hilarious. He just pushes it over. I'm like, well, clearly yeah. it is fake. Yeah. Well, they tie, and that was tying up a fan, mm-hmm. you know, because because they introduced the Infinity Gauntlet in the the first Thor movie. They showed it as a teaser, you know, kind of like an Easter egg. But then you see uh, Thanos put it on several you know movies later and it's like well which one's the real one and how did he get it and she handily explains it away as being a fake um uh the way i thought it was interesting that they're what they're doing with the hulk um when he changed back into banner and banner said banner realized that he was the hulk for two whole years without coming back i mean that's that's a that's a big deal um and he said you know if i change back into the hulk i may not ever come back as and he doesn't come back in the movie at least you see him as right. the hulk right. from then on right which i mean it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle that going forward yeah. um right if that's just a this movie thing or if that's going to be moving forward one thing i want to say everyone now is that we're going to get into spoiler territory from here on out so if you don't want to hit any spoilers, you should really just skip the rest of this episode. So spoilers starting right now. Continue on script. Mm. Um, they uh, the other big thing, I think. Well, the biggest thing that they showed the implication here. Um, well, not the implication. What they were saying uh, at the end of the movie, Asgard is destroyed, which is kind of a formula break for them because ultimately they didn't. The heroes didn't save the day. They nope. Asgard was destroyed right. in a truly magnificent way with yep. Surtur driving his sword into <laughs> the plane of Asgard. Um, it was pretty cool. Which was badass. Yeah, it, it was. It was, wasn't it? I mean, it was just... And he was... T- I love that. And you don't really... It's not really brought to the forefront very much, but if you... He's like giving his monologue basically again as he's driving his sword into the... I mean, he's talking the whole time while everybody else is doing their thing, and he's destroying Asgard, and he's just like, you know... He's just oblivious to this other conflict yeah, going on at the time. He, he just knows that this is what he was meant to do, and he's going to do it. <laughs> Nothing can stop him, which is true. Um, uh, so then that happens, and then at the post credit, you see the big ship show up, because they're supposed to be relocating Asgard. Um the the idea is that they're probably going to bring it to to Earth, which happened in the comics. I think they moved it to Oklahoma. Um, but um, the ship that shows up is uh, Kevin Feige supposedly said that it's basically Thanos's ship. I think he called it Sanctuary Two, which um, could Ruh-roh. mean that that he's there for the the Infinity Stone that that the uh, Loki may or may not have stolen out of uh, the mind gem so yeah i was um i was actually gonna put that to you you guys are we all thinking loki snagged that gem because yeah, he of course. stopped Absolutely. and like looked at it in of the vault course. of course yeah I, I think it's pretty yeah. much assured that he he swiped it while he was down yeah. there oh yeah 
Yeah. Well, he I wanted think, it in the Avengers. I'm pretty sure he has it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right. Like, mm-hmm. Well, and he he wanted it to. He was supposed to get it for Thanos. Oh, um, maybe he initially. called him then or something. Yeah. Yeah, that. I don't know. It's, it's I wouldn't put it past him, I suppose. And this is the other thing too about you were talking about. Um, uh, hopefully, or maybe there's a better. A different formula that Marvel can use to tell the story. I think, and I watched the Red Letter Media review of Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Mike said this, and I totally agree with him. That uh, in when they get to Infinity War, I think it's going to be dark. I think a lot of people are going to die, and this is kind of Marvel's way of. Uh, and this is almost Mike. I'm quoting him almost word for word when he's just like. All right, kids, laugh while you can because shit's about to get really dark. Like, hmm. I think you're gonna see characters like, like possibly Iron Man, maybe Thor, maybe Captain. I America. think Iron Man's a for sure gonna die for I, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I'd say the my top two likely deaths are Captain America or Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think both of them. Are. And it's funny because they said they're going to do two, and now they're just going to do one. So, oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're saying they're just going to do one, but yeah, I, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of people dying because I think some people are kind of done with doing the movies, or they're getting really expensive. I don't know, you know, if Robert Downey Jr. is done or he's just expensive, but I know he's very expensive. So, <laughs> I think it. I think it. It might have less to do with money and more to do with these franchises are really old and and it's they need to transition to new blood because true but i guess if they did another iron man movie i'd be there and i'd watch it and it'd probably do a lot i i really do think it's i think i think it's well yeah oh they're gonna keep doing iron man movies robert downey just won't be iron man interesting interesting i mean there's been like they could transition to to um to him passing the mantle to somebody else that's interesting a, well i haven't girl. seen that in a marvel movie yet but that's that'd be really interesting to see if they could actually do that you know what i mean yeah they've said that they've after the that. infinity war movies they're that's kind of closing off the first storyline i guess and then they're going to start with different characters after that i'm assuming you know some of them are obviously going to stick around but we're definitely losing a chunk of them in uh in this plot and I think Iron Man is probably the most likely to get passed on to somebody else because it's just the suit, really. It's not like yeah. some sort of spider bite or well, whatever. Tony mm-hmm. Stark, though, is an interesting character. I wonder if, if they pass on the mantle, if he'll ever come back in a later movie. You know what I mean? Like comic book style or whatever. I right. hope so, because that'd be kind of fun. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I think I think if if there's only one person that's gonna die, I, I definitely think it's gonna be Captain America. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Because that's the that's a little more in line with the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the timing is pretty close. Doesn't Bucky take over at some point in the comics? Yeah, yeah. Bucky yeah. takes over as Captain America. I think briefly. Falcon also takes up the mantle at one yeah. point. Yeah, everybody kind of does. After I think the Punisher even tried to at some point because he ended up <laughs> he ended up with Cap <clears throat> Shield. And he the made Punisher. this like red, white, and blue. Um, I remember that. Outfit. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody had did something um, to kind of honor the memory. But I think, as far as calling themselves Captain America, I think I think Bucky was the 
the I think if if I remember it correctly. But then it all gets weird. I mean, the comics are weird. He Steve Rogers ends up coming back because he was in an alternate dimension or something. And then you've got <laughs> stuff that's going to be happening with a Marvel with the Captain Marvel movie that's going to explain a lot of what's going on too. Because they're going to introduce the Skrull, which are shapeshifters, and it, it gets weird. If they do all that, oh then yeah, you'll definitely see some interesting formula changes. <laughs> well, it's that's gonna cool. Get, it's going to get really weird. Yeah, I think that seems really good. I'm I'm really interested. I just wonder if they're going to move to different characters. Is it like these characters are pretty popular? I mean, everyone's kind of heard of the the Hulk and all that. Right. I mean, I'm really interested in the um, Black Panther movie, but like no one's heard of him for the most part. Um, and but that seems really great. So I just wonder. And like Captain Marvel, yeah, not a lot of people have really heard of her and um, that kind of thing. So I just I, mean, I don't think anyone knew who Doctor Strange was before the movie. But then again, Marvel's huge, and so maybe people will be in. So it's yeah. interesting as they kind of transition to these other characters. I kind of wonder how it'll be uptake if it's all new stuff. And then like Thor's done. Like is it just they do a trilogy and then it's over for these characters, and then they just kind of get rolled in, or they just keep hanging out until they're done with their contract. I kind of, I'm kind i just kind of not sure how that would work. Well, right now in the Thor be... comics, there's a, a woman who took Thor's hammer and is now Thor. So I mean, oh. it, it, whoever is worthy of the hammer can transition to be Thor. So they, well, could, they could do that yeah. without Hemsworth. Okay. <clears throat> well, well, here's the, the movies, thing. We got no hammer anymore. Yeah, so that's the question yeah, I want to ask, yeah. right? Mjolnir got wrecked by hell in like four seconds, right? So they are they going to spend wrecked. Any- Exactly. <laughs> hey, oh. So the question is, is like, and clearly Thor, and by the end of the movie, he's got his dad's eye patch, which I thought was pretty kick-ass. He's the god of thunder. He looks, he looks more like Raiden than anything by the end of the movie. Yeah, Honestly, right. when his eyes are bl- glowing white, I'm like, dude, this is just Mortal Kombat. This is amazing. He's incredible. <laughs> he's just like lightning bolt guy. Um, so I'm wondering, like, is Molnir coming back, or is it out? Is it totally gone? <laughs> I'm sure there's just some guy. way to forge a new one now that he's got all of his thunder powers and shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's he such has... an iconic thing, you know? They mention his belt in Spider-Man. Um, and then in the comics, he had an axe at some point. Um, so they could do that. Um, I don't know. Because it seems like by the end of this movie, Doctor Strange is really powerful and Thor is more powerful, but he doesn't have Mjolnir. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed interesting that uh, he doesn't have that. And then uh, Doctor Strange could. I mean, the one one thing that that Strange has that could, if he really wanted to, he has the Eye of Agamotto, which is, I mean, the Mm. time gem. Yeah. So he could... He could put Mjolnir back together, um, or go back in time and and pluck it. You know, I mean, there's things that they could do if they wanted to do that. Right. There's always a way. <laughs> Nobody stays dead. Everything comes back. I hope so. I hope so. Anyways, good job, Marvel. I think this was a pretty solid movie for all of us, uh, and we're really interested to see where it goes. All right, everyone. I think that'll wrap things up for our discussion of Thor. Ragnarok. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. 
Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening. <laughs>